Welcome to Very Honored Frater BT's Esoterra Nerd Podcast, Episode 50! Thank you, Joshua. Now tell the men, keep nothing for themselves this time. Anyway, in this episode, we will be interviewing Emily A. Cox, a professional psychic in Burlington, Vermont. I knew I was going to say that. And I'm happy to say that when I say we will be interviewing her, I am no longer using the royal we. I mean we, Joe Shans and I, will be interviewing her. But first... Corrections Department. As you may already know, my background is in traditional Golden Dawn. Many of the guests that have come on this podcast are also traditional Golden Dawn, though it is not by any means a traditional Golden Dawn podcast. And there have been people from a Thalamic background who've come on here as well in mutual respect and fraternity. However, since that is my background, then I must fully admit that I may share in common remnants of a group cognitive bias, in which things that are said about Aleister Crowley in a very positive light tend to be assumed to be untrue or biased, and things that come up about Crowley in a negative light tend to automatically be added to the list of things that you can say about Crowley in a negative light. My mercurial aspiration in creating this podcast, and indeed every time I speak, is toward truth. And so I must say thank you to Phoenix Suvias for writing to me when he heard such misinformation. For example, there was one point in my conversation with Polk Runyon in episode 20, in which Polk had stated, Crowley, as far as Crowley was concerned, and a lot of women in the OTO do not realize this, and the OTO doesn't encourage him to find out about it, but Crowley had absolute contempt for women. And 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 he thought that uh, you know he just he, he 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 believed that they didn't even have souls, and and uh, wow. yeah he, he he was he 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 was just completely contemptuous of them. And so yesterday, Phoenix Suvias, who we interviewed in episode eight, stated, "The way I understand it is that Crowley's women have no soul reference is one of innumerable in jokes." referencing the teaching that the male consciousness resonates with Hadith and the female with Nuit, infinite space, who is called no thing. It's an understanding that the woman is spiritually one with the infinite, and in turn she is seen as having, quote-unquote, no soul. Phoenix further states, Crowley was human and had his faults, but I think that this quote reflects his philosophical stance on women in her place. Quote, we of Thalema say that every man and every woman is a star. We do not fool and flatter women. We do not despise and abuse them. To us, a woman is herself, absolute, original, independent, free, self-justified, exactly as a man is. We dare not thwart her going, goddess she. We arrogate no right upon her will. We claim not to deflect her development to dispose of her desires, or to determine her destiny. She is her own sole arbiter. We do not want her as a slave. We do not want her free and royal. Whether her love fight death in our arms by night, or her loyalty ride by day beside us in the charge of the battle of life. End quote. Aleister Crowley. With all of that having been said, for today's Corrections Department segment... I retract my statement that Aleister Crowley was a chauvinist. In the divine name, I hail, I invoke thee. Let's bring in our co-host, Joe Shands. Hello. It's been forever. I know, absolutely forever. The sun went around the world like <laughs> twice. Yeah. I mean, the sun is so big and that, that, that distance across the sky... Well, I've been I've been actually waiting by the window, like crying, like waiting for for this to happen again. So, you know, I'm glad I could take my you know 
finally dry my eyes. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. And uh... we're having a, a psychic on today. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting having um, a professional psychic on because I think that your audience um, in particular probably has some, at least some affinity with uh, psychic phenomena or things that they've experienced or, or things that they've played with or developed. So I'm really interested to kind of dive in. It's probably going to be a different experience for her this particular podcast versus other things that she's been on. Right. We're probably going to mercurially try to dissect her, uh, her Piscean nature. I mean, I don't know if she's a Pisces. I just mean, you know, being psychic, we're going to, she's going to be saying, okay, I'm getting kind of this. And we're going to be saying, now, what exactly is this mechanism? (laughs) Yeah. You know, being esoteric nerds, we kind of do end up going there. Yeah. Are you looking in a Saya or yet Syrah or... Is this Akashic record or is this past <laughs> life or? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm also really interested too, because I think, you know, I've met a lot of people, you know, over the years who I think got into, um, you know, some kind of mystical path or, uh, or whatever. And I think that they, you know, because they, they, they were sensitive to uh phenomena, uh, you know, as kids or, or some, you know, they had some kind of experiences. And I think that, that, you know, it feels like a lot of people had to learn to kind of shut that down or turn it on and turn it off yeah. at some point. And I think that um, I'm really kind of curious, you know, someone who's a professional psychic, does she have those kinds of mechanisms too? Or, um, you know, because at some point, you know, you, you can't be like turned on all the time, I would think, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe she's like turned on all the time um, and would love to just understand that experience. I'm vaguely recollecting, and I don't know exactly what I'm recollecting, uh, something about two people and one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the two twins from the movie, the Keanu Reeves movie version of uh, Constantine. Do you mm. remember that? Did you ever see that? I didn't. I never saw that. Oh, okay. Well, it, uh, it, there were two t- two identical twins, and they were both, you know, uh, girls, identical. And uh, And one, they were both psychic. And one of them at a certain point was like in trouble and say, you know, they thought she was crazy. And then they were like, what about you? Are you, are you seeing these things too? Do you hear things like, like your sister does? And she said, no, no, I don't hear anything. My sister used to see auras when she was young. According to my mom, she would see people as being eggs of various colors. And uh, there was a particular time that my mom and my dad uh, my sister's stepdad were uh, going through a book of different colored auras, and there was one that was black with red lightning bolts, and that was the aura of the psycho killer. And my sister saw it and said, "I saw that man at the beach." Nice. And they were like, "When?" And they realized <laughs> it was just the three of them, and it was when she was off playing by herself. There was apparently some ghost that came along that had the aura of a serial killer. And then uh, they they were teaching her how to control her dreams. You know, go to Hawaii when it gets scary. Uh, you you have control of your. You know, I was really grateful to have that kind of upbringing. You know, when I when I go in and say I have a nightmare rather than just saying, "Oh, well, it was only a dream." They'd give me methods. You know, this is how to deal with monsters. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting how these things seem to run in families. Um, and my mom was, uh, you know, she would never admit this, but I think she was really deeply psychic and she would pick up on on really interesting things. And I always, um, I, I always got in trouble. I could never hide anything from, um, from my mom. Um, it just wasn't going to happen uh, growing up. But I think that, um, and, and I, I'm interested in that and I'm kind of interested in the phenomena of like brothers and sisters kind of connecting. I know, you know, it, it's, these things are kind of interesting how they manifest too, because my sister and I were doing things like playing with mirrors, um, when we were at our grandparents' house and like practicing, like sending and receiving thoughts and things like that. And, um, you know, I don't even know where we got that from because we, you know, we didn't have, um, you know, we, we certainly didn't have sort of your background. Right. Um, you know, we were just kind of making this stuff up or we thought we were making it up. Um, and it's, it's just kind of interesting how it all kind of works together. Yeah, indeed. Huh. I wonder if, uh, what, if there was a show or something like that that was on? 
who knows? Um, I think I was like, I don't know. I was like six years old or seven years old. And we we would, we would do that kind of stuff till, um, I don't know. It was about 10 or 11. Um, and the sad thing is too, is that I actually learned kind of on my own how to do lucid dreaming. Um, when I was like 12, 13, and then I was kind of like, well, I'm kind of bored with this because I'm really lucid. You know, I, I didn't have the, the vocabulary for it, but it's like, I, I, I can control my dreams, but now what do I do? And right. so I just then let it go. I had which, that problem too. I'd be know. like, oh good, I'm totally in control now. What do I want to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, but, but you can get those things back. It's just, it's annoying when you had, when you'd learned it and then you kind of gave it up yeah. to then get it back again. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Going flying is always fun. Yeah. You know, it's been a while since I've had a flying dream. I usually, um, I'm usually in airplanes a lot. Hmm. Um, I had a really weird dream the other night where I, <laughs> I took an airplane from one backyard to like three houses away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why I did that. It was really kind of, it felt really inefficient, but, um, but it was kind of fun. Nice. I wouldn't do it in real life though. It's not really good for the environment and you know, all that time that you're kind of taxing and just yeah, silly use of, of fuel. Okay, she's saying to bring her in, so I'll go ahead and do that. <clears throat> okay. And so, without further ado, let's get to that interview, shall we? Edward. Greetings. Welcome to the Esoterra Nerd Podcast. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. And we've got Joe here as well. Hi, Emily. Hi, Joe. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Thank you. You guys too. So let's see. Where should we start? Um, Let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Would you mind telling us your name? Sure. My name's Emily Ann Cox. Ann. I was wondering what the middle name was. Yes. (laughs) And uh, would you mind, just because we're nerds, and I I actually don't know the meaning of either of those names. I used to know Ann. But uh, would you mind breaking down just the, the kind of the background, the meaning of those names? Of Anne? Of Emily. Oh, oh my gosh. That's an interesting question. Um, I think that it's French, and it means the in- industrious one or the hard worker mm. and the successful one That's when nice. you look it up. Yeah. Uh, very and cool. I'm not sure what Anne means, but it too is French, and it's, it's spelled A-N-N-E. Okay, let me see. Name origin and <laughs> there's different yeah there's there's different ones but I just my okay, I just had a French friend over and he said no your name is definitely French like he's he's French <laughs> so cool well yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna edit out the pauses later okay okay uh uh da 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 okay oh I'm already picking up on your energy <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah it says here Anne alternatively spelled Anne is a form of a Latin female given name Anna this in turn is a representation of the Hebrew name Hannah the name of the mother of the prophet Samuel so the real question is what's the meaning of Hannah wow is that a n n e h a n n a okay so the meaning behind Hannah or Hana, it means favor or grace. Wow, beautiful. I love uh, it. It's Chet Nun Hey. And Chet is eight and Nun is fifty and Hey is five. Did we tell you it was the Esoteric Nerd podcast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? I'm just on the fly here. So 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 let's see. Five plus eight is thirteen plus uh, fifty, you're up to sixty-three. Nice. Seven times nine. Are you doing Very nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm breaking you, breaking your name down. Okay, where did we go? Oh yeah, Cox. See now, okay, That's yeah, C O X for those listening who are maybe visualizing the wrong okay, spelling. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Okay, I was adopted, so I actually, I mean, that's my adoptive oh. name, but I have okay. a real, I have a real name. That could be interesting. What's that? Well, it's this. It's Emily Ann, but my last name would be Kotlowski. Oh. My uh, grandmother's from Melbourne, Australia. We're Australian and Irish. And, okay. Um, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kotlowski. She's. Do you know author. the the origin of that name? Um, I mean, uh, the I meaning. Think it's Polish. I think, but no, I don't know what it means. Here, let's look it up. How do you spell it? It's K O T. 
Uh-huh. L-O-W. Uh-huh. S-K-I. Okay. Uh, Kotlowski. Surname. Okay. I am not sure. <laughs> My yeah, this is, I, I love find, finding out for people. Let's see, what were you saying about your grandpa? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say he, he, he was a surgeon, a, brain, a, neur, a neurosurgeon, brain surgeon. And nice. also, yeah, so. Well, and, you know, I love that these stories because, you know, I was adopted by uh, my stepdad. And I think there, there's a really interesting twist when you're born with one name, but then you get another name later on. I think that, that it's really special. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I've looked at three websites and I'm, uh, I'm about to give up because I'm not finding the actual meaning of the name. Hmm. Darn it. It's it's all these websites that, you know, they're trying to get you it's like clickbait, you know. They they say come find out about the name blank and then you go there and it's like we have no information. Like, right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Weird. I'm surprised that there's This nothing... one says there's a coat of arms in Poland, so that okay. that seems yeah. like it We're might... Australian, Irish and Polish, so Well, I see your coat of arms. That's cool. <laughs> Moving along. All right. So, <laughs> so, so now, now, Joe, as Joe had mentioned earlier, um, did you always have this gift or was this something that you developed over time? I've always had it. I discovered it when I was about five years old. So 1989. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, you developed on it and eventually decided to go with it as a career? Yes. I've always known I wanted to work with people, but it, yes. Yep. But that's got to be horrible in, in Junior High when people are so, you know, horrible and nasty and things. Like, how did you deal with, with, um, with that gift as a kid? Did you just sort of flick it on and off like a light switch? Or it, what were your coping mechanisms? I'd love to understand that. Uh, good point. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was adopted, so my family was not open to it at all. My adoptive family. Um, I spent a lot of, I was, I've always had a really strong sense of self or individuality, always self-knowledge. Um, so I, yeah, I, to try to cope with that, I would journal. I've been writing since mm. I was seven years old and I would spend a lot of time in nature. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, nature and journal and music. Those were like my, my outlets. Nice. Mm-hmm. And in Vermont, there's plenty of nature up there, I imagine. Yes. I moved to Vermont in 2006 for uh, school. I went to Burlington College, and that actually fed my gifts. It, it helped it, I guess, um, because I went to school for transpersonal psychology, which which is known as fourth-generation psychology. Hmm. So you have third-generation humanistic, and then the fourth generation is, is spiritual psychology, or tra mm -hmm. a.k.a. transpersonal psychology. And the people here in the town and the, the school, they were all really supportive and open to things that I never – I mean, growing up, that I had not been exposed to at all. It was So they teach, they teach a course in – I'm completely ignorant about this. Could, could you give us just a, a few bullet oh, point breakdown sure. on transpersonal psychology? Right. So we, t I took courses on astrology, courses on dream analysis, um, archetype, uh, courses on archetypes, mm -hmm. um, holotropic breathwork, meditation. So it was integrative psychology for my undergrad. So I, I had to so, study. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Private, a private school. Very special. We, we did that too, but unfortunately it wasn't an accredited college. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't even get a piece of paper out of it. Okay. That's no, okay. I think we got a piece of paper. Yeah, but nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who is this that signed it? We're like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, very cool. Now, uh, what was the name of that school again? Sure. It was Burlington College in Burlington, Vermont, out here in the Northeast. Cool. Well, I'm sure there might be one or two people that are, you know, writing that down right now and going, okay, okay, I'm putting that on the list. Yeah, I had, um, I'm actually from Indiana. I spent, southern Indiana, I spent 22 years there. I grew up in Indiana. Um, but yeah, coming out to Vermont, like, w before I went to Burlington College, I had applied at several schools that seemed to spark my interest. And some of those other schools, Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, was another one. Also, California Institute of Integral Studies integral studies in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There's also Saybrook University. All of these schools are all similar, humanistic, transpersonal. There's, uh, there's another school. I can't remember the name. It's in Georgia. Um, there's a wow. humanistic school there. The there's Athens. 
uh, Jungian Psychology in Southern California. There's also um, Sophia University in Northern Cal in Palo Alto. So all of these schools are along similar thought. It's uh yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. So I looked into all that. So how does your practice work? Do you um do you kind of position yourself as as a healer? Do you position yourself as a psychic, and then you kind of lead people into like a therapeutic modality, or how does that work for you? Very yeah, very interesting. Um, I'm a lot of different things. I'm I'm a teacher, not like literally a teacher, but a spiritual teacher. I, I'm a, I'm counselor. Um, I'm clairvoyant, so I see things, clairaudient, clairsentient, I smell, taste, uh, the, the whole, I have premonitions. Um, I, I use pendulum. This does yes or no questions, mm -hmm. my pendulum. Mm -hmm. It also yep. does time frames. It can locate lost objects as well if you lose your wallet. Um, I can also tell you if you're going to have children and how many children. It tells you if they're a boy or a girl. It does pregnant. I can do pregnancy if you're pregnant. So that the pendulum is one of the tools I use. The other, other tool I use is, is tarot cards. I've been reading tarot since 1996. Nice. Um, I, I work online. I work on oranum.com. And I set my own prices on there. And I set my own hours. And I'm, I'm fully self-employed. I'm completely independent. Um, psych I'm a full-time professional psychic. And my second, I, say, I would say, career is a, well, like a health, a health and wellness coach. Because I had chronic stage three fibromyalgia, uh, Lyme disease, and fibromyalgia, and mm -hmm. I cu I cured it completely with holistic treating it holistically using something called MMS Miracle Mineral Solution. So I do consultations on, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I do consultations on on health and wellness with those that have Lyme and then fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, stuff like that. Um, on the side, but yeah, I'm a full-time psychic on, on Oranum. I work 35, 40 hours a week on there. And then I also have clients off site as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so you mentioned, you mentioned, um, tarot. Uh, so yes. what, what deck do you tend to use? What's your favorite deck? Oh, absolutely. So I've had probably a hundred decks. I now I've gotten, I've, I've literally given away all those decks except for two. I prefer the, the mm. classic writer weight just because it's classic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I learned on that one too. So, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've had all kinds of decks, but I I like giving the you know the credibility to the author, you know, the original. It's yeah, yeah the, the writer weight. I can also teach people with it, so I teach tarot classes as well. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, the writer weight deck is is definitely my my kind of go to. Although I do really enjoy um, really strange decks. I love. Um, there was a Hello Kitty. Uh, tarot deck that, that <laughs> yeah, just yeah. briefly was so fun, and they got sued. I love that. Yeah, Sanrio. I, oh no, happy. they got sued. Yeah, they got. Oh, they that's got horrible. Taken down. So mm -hmm. now people talk about uh, you know they're telling Ben Mackey, well, we hope it doesn't go the way of the Hello Kitty tarot. Yeah, he's the that one doing the funny. Twin Peaks tarot. <laughs> yeah, tarot is a really cool thing. Honestly, yeah. I love it. I'm actually I'm probably gonna eventually. I'm also an artist, nat completely natural artist. So I'm probably gonna eventually write my own. Or I should say, illustrate my own tarot, like create my own tarot deck. Right now, I'm working on a book. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm writing five books currently, simultaneously. Wow, nice. I know I've tried. You know, um, Emily, <laughs> could you like yeah. could you like step it up a little bit and be a little bit more <laughs> ambitious? <laughs> you're being sarcastic yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i'm sorry i take i i take after my grandma in, in melbourne, <laughs> melbourne australia elizabeth rogers kotlowski yeah she has five books she's an author speaker yeah. uh anyways yeah um so one of my books is tarot it's 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 the psychological meanings behind tarot it breaks it down the different meanings you know what it what each card means for travel love work i mean it's very yeah, it's in depth. It's simple, but it's in depth. My book, one of my books. Sounds good. What are the other four? Um, so another one is Lyme, Lyme disease and my journey, how I healed the Lyme disease. The whole pro it's very spiritual. The whole process with having Lyme, having contracted Lyme disease from a tick mm -hmm. out in the Northeast. Yeah. Yep. Do, um, do you know so, Do you know Kathleen Hanna at all? Do you know I who she not. is? No. Yeah, take a, she she um she's really outspoken about Lyme disease. She had, um, she was the, uh, lead singer of, um, of, of a band called Bikini Kill, which was feminist punk rock Okay. back in wow. the early nineties. And then, um, she became the lead singer of La Tigra, but in the meantime, she contracted Lyme disease and she, you know, she didn't become rich and famous till much, much later on. And, and at that time, 
they only had, I forget which test that they did, but they yeah. put her, she, so she contracted it, they put her on like a crappy course of antibiotics. Um, and oh, yes. then later on, she got really, really, really sick. And, you know, doctors were kind of like, oh, you're just imagining it. And finally she found a really good one, but it's it, like the, the process for healing is really, really tough. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, more power yes. to you that, that you got through that. But she, I was really she's really sick. Yeah. Interesting. Take a look at her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it was a tough illness to fight. Um, I think it's it's spiritual though, and I think that there's a blessing in everything, and there was a blessing in it. And yeah, just yep. <laughs> so I'm writing about it. I'm writing about my experience. I went through all that with the CD, you know, the Center for Disease Control, all the testing, Igenix. I highly recommend that lab out in Palo Alto, California. It's a private facility. Um, tests 188, 189, the IgG, IgM, Western blot. Great. Um, yeah, so I do diet, I do nutrition, I'm huge into superfoods, you know, staying healthy, being healthy, uh, David Wolf, all of that stuff. So uh, that's two books. So the third oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, the third one is, is a memoir, personal memoir. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one, this is huge, and they're not in any order, but is the ma- it's about the masks that we wear and peeling back the layers of the onion or the mask to discover mm-hmm. our, authentic, our authentic core. And it's about the journey to self-reclamation, authenticity. So how to discover yourself. It's about the walls that we build, the, self, you know, the self-limiting beliefs that we learn, the subconscious, breaking yeah. into that you know, uh, consciousness, essentially. And um, yeah, getting to the core of who we are, our purpose, our, our passion, living our passion. S- uh, section three of my book is all about living your passion. I had um, a spiritual awakening. It started in 2006. I had what's called a Kundalini awakening. Mm. And then in 2007, I had a, I went through what's called a dark night of the soul. Mm. And mm-hmm. that lasted a few months. And then it went into a, what Stanley Groff out in California would talk as a spiritual emergence. He's an author as well. And um, after the spiritual emergence, I had some shamanistic stuff. I'm also a shaman. And um, I had some shamanistic stuff going on. I had I ended up having a near-death experience. It changed my life, and I started writing. That's where I got the inspiration for my first book. Was that ayahuasca? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? Ayahuasca. Oh yeah, the um, the what the shamans in Peru they they mix together uh, different plants oh, uh, containing no, methyltryptamine. Yeah. Oh, oh my the God. The death experience. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, it sounds like that, but no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had a full blown spiritual awakening. My book is all, I mean, it talks all about that and a conscious, you know, consciousness. Yeah. So is that, well, is so, that the fifth book or is that just the fourth? That is the fourth book. The fifth one is a tribute to my father. And he's passed, nice. my adopt, adoptive father's passed away. And that was what he went through. It's a very, very personal book. It's, um, it involves a, uh, um, addictions like sex addiction not my father but my my mother that he was married to and what he went through the trials and tribulations so it's for partners of addict you know sex addicts like yeah yeah part and how to heal and then just it's a very touching very touching it's about addictions in general like kind of sort of thing but it specializes in the sex addiction sex and love addiction piece there. So a couple that's trying to stay together, even though one of yes. them is compulsively cheating. Abs- yes, that's the rough. Whole, yeah, the whole process of all of that. So that's the, one of the books, and then it's hope for partners. You know, of you know, yeah, partners of of addicts in that sense. Yeah, intimacy disorder, intimacy addiction. It's very common. Yeah, I had a, a situation growing up where my uh, my mom's third husband, my stepdad, uh, bef- by the time they were divorced, he had been with seven other women, including someone at the sex addict uh, recovery place yes. that he <laughs> stayed S-A. at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, right. So that's yeah, probably those, really common. It's very very common. Yes. So that's 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 a tribute to my father. That sounds beautiful. That sounds like quite a body of work you've got going. Yes, I'm simulta- simultaneously working on all of these books. I uh, I, I lead a pretty um, I don't want to say rigid a, pre- a pretty structured life. Um, again, I set my own rates. I set my own hours. I work full time. I have a mission. I have a vision. Um, I, my mission is to provide for myself, my family, and, and community. And I see the community as extended family. I really love people. I, I've loved all my life. I've wanted to work with people and. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, my vision my vision is to is to provide um 
to, I'm sorry, to create educational and financial opportunity for those who aspire to lead better lives for themselves and their families. So everything I do in my entire life is orchestrated towards those, the mission and vision. Um, I've, I've been through a lot. I've gone through a lot. I, I'm also studying the law of attraction. I believe I'm fully behind that mm -hmm. secret. I have all the books. <laughs> I meditate. Okay, so Emily, Go I've got to ask you a question. Yes. So I'm... when you're doing a reading, and let's say it's a tarot reading, okay. and you're looking at this poor soul, and you pull up the nine of swords, the ten of swords, and tower. You know, an accident. Like, what, like, what, <laughs> so are you? You know. Do you kind of say, oh, you know, honey, life is going to be a little tingly for a while? Or do you just say, you know, honey, like, you need to, like, get some life insurance Stay now. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home. If, if you read like my testimonials, home. okay, I have testimonials on both my Facebook and my, my main site and my Orinum. And I'm very direct. I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I kind of, I laugh. I kind of attribute that to being, I'm an Aries, I'm a Pi, Aries Pisces, but yeah, I'm very to the point. Yeah. In the intro, you'll hear, I call, I referred to you as a Pisces. Yeah. I'm an Aries. I'm actually, Mar I'm, yeah. I'm I like, was close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we were talking about how we're both these esoteric nerds that are going to want to like dissect the psychic phenomena yes. that can't be really described in words. Exactly. <laughs> be like, now what exactly are you in the world of Yetzira? Or, you know, we've got all these different terminologies from uh, from different systems. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Aries with a Pisces cusp, but I'm a triple fire. I'm, um, I have a Sag Sagittarius rising and a Sagittarius moon. So triple fire. I also have triple Scorpio and triple, triple Sagittarius in the chart. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm using the image of you making the fire triangle with your hands. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> I, no, all my the triangle of manifestation. That is so fun. I seriously, I've been doing that since like I was little. I never knew that, but yeah, just naturally. That's fun. We should send her a link to Dion Fortune's uh, psychic self-defense, not to take seriously, but just to be amused by our our ancestors. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, and that that they do that, and they put it up to their forehead and project a pentagram out toward their enemies and stuff like that. It's it's a fun read. <laughs> That's funny. It is. You know, it's funny that they talk about things like enemies in that way, whereas you yeah. know, you think about psychic self-defense, and I think that. You know, these days it's more about like just psychic self defense from your own TV of like all the yeah you know the fear that that people you know trying to 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 generate ratings. Um, so figuring out any way to sort of banish that it's it's oh, um, you know Donald Trump yeah uh, big big banishing pentagram. <laughs> uh, oh boy yeah con yeah I've just my mind's thinking of a whole bunch of stuff like consciousness and and narcissism I, I that's another thing I get a lot I have a, a, a pretty huge YouTube channel and I have a lot of people <clears throat> that come to me about narcissism and they've grown up with narcissistic families or or parents that are narcissistic partners and uh, yeah. I feel like that's ego that's the darkness it's it's yeah it's, well, it's the closest thing we have to a to a psychological uh, term for evil is malignant narcissism. Yes, yes. Mm. So my book, oh my god, my book about the masks it involves that. Like it's all about the yeah. I, I involve that photographs. It's extremely visual. Um, my book, hmm. but uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it, it depicts all that. It shines a light on the false self. It helps people to identify what what it looks like, and it, yeah, the layers of narcissism. Wow. I have another podcast where all of my personalities argue amongst themselves. <laughs> That's funny. I'll send you a link. It's kind of amusing. Yeah, please. <laughs> cool. Well, how can people uh, find you? You mentioned you had a YouTube channel. Is there like a particular key phrase that uh, we can... The best way to reach me, honestly, I prefer people add me on Facebook and mm -hmm. send, they need to send a personal message because I don't approve everybody. I mean, right. if you... Yeah, so my Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash Emily Ann with an E Cox. So it's E-M-I-L-Y-A-N-N-E-C-O-X. So that's my Facebook. And then I also have a, a main website and it's Emily Ann Cox, or I'm sorry, EmilyACox.com. Okay. Sounds easy enough. So people can, yeah, check that out. EmilyAcox.com, and then I also use Pinterest, and I um, I'm very visual, so I would encourage I mean encourage everybody to visit the the Pinterest, which is Pinterest.com, and it's forward slash 
and it's N-O-T, the number two, the letter B is in boy, the word forgot, and the number 10. So it reads, obviously, Pinterest.com forward slash not to be forgotten. Mm. And that, that'll show you all of my boards. I have law, law of attraction, a lot of energy, vibrational stuff, nutrition, wellness, all kinds of stuff on my Pinterest. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to make sure um, before I forget, and Joe, feel free to join in here. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emily. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to you. I'll edit it so it sounds better. Woo! Thank you so much. Now, you're 22? I Oh, my gosh, no. Everybody thinks I'm 22. No older than 24. What? I am 32 years old. 32? I, okay, I got the math wrong because no. I'm not good with numbers. No, I, I'm pretty good with numbers. Okay. But you said something about 1989. Okay. You were five. I've been, I've been doing psychic reading since I, for 27 years. You're 32. I am 32. Yes, I've been, since I was so, five years so old. So this is the year where you'll learn the 32 okay. paths of wisdom can, of the tree of life. Can yeah. I just tell you, if if I had a five year old come up to me and give me a psychic reading, I'd run. I'm sorry, that's too <laughs> that's too creepy. I I've always been old. So I was like, you know, it's kind of funny. Most of my friends and always dating partners are 45 to 55. Well, actually, now it's more like 50 to 57. Like. I mean, I only attract people that are older. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I shouldn't say only, but I'm I'm really a drawn and attracted to the fifty groups, like the fifty yeah. things. Um, even when I was like little, when I was in elementary school, I was so close to all my teachers and on the same level as my teachers. Like, just I don't know, you got old soul, I guess. But uh, yeah, I always hung around the adults more than the other kids my age too. Exactly. So, hey, I'd be willing to do – if either one of you guys, I, I don't know how much time we have here. It looks like we're 25 mm-hmm. minutes in, but – Oh, yeah, there's time. Um, do you guys, I have time. Do you want me to do a reading, like a relation – I mean, I don't know if it's too personal, but a, maybe a relationship reading for one of you or – you... I don't know. I think we're both kind of stable in our, okay. uh, I'm good. our relationships. Okay, I'm good. okay. So uh, that's... But I'd be interested if you want to do um, a reading on the future of the Esoterra Nerd podcast. Actually, or we could, you know, even going out further than that, like, you know, can you do a reading on, like, where, like, the election? Like, yeah. Oh, gosh. So I specialize in love and career. I should have told you that. (laughs) Um, I I do general readings, love and career. Um, My readings are all a little different. Like, if I can... If I can see you, that's when I can start channeling. Not, not with everybody. like I mean, not right away, but with a lot of people, I can start channeling when I visually can see you. Um, but I can do readings energetically with, with cards, but I always do love, general, or career. So, does yeah. I, I don't well, do... Well, I, I could take a general reading if you'd like. A general reading. Yeah, that's sure. interesting. All right. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so what I'll I do one, to... too. I'll do one, too, after you. <laughs> okay, well, okay. hang on, hang on, hang on. Actually, so yeah, it's... Yeah. It's five o'clock right now. Let's see. We have thirty. Okay, yeah. It takes like twenty minutes for me to do a reading. So is that oh, too long? Oh, do Edward. Do Edward. Okay. Just me, or do? You, are you sure? Okay, Edward. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay, Edward. Tell me when to stop shuffling. Okay. Okay. Just say stop. Uh, stop. Okay. All right. Now remember, this is a tarot card reading. I also I do other types of psychic readings. I also use a pendulum. That's a whole different thing. Like I said, it does pregnancy. I'm obviously, you're not pregnant, but it's like you know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know that. You should probably check the pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> is this Celtic crossbred? It is. Yes. Now cool. I usually type. Also, I'm wondering if there's a way that I can type. Yeah, I can. Awesome. Do you mind if while we're talking, I, it slows my mind down. I'm used to working online, so I'm used to typing and speaking. Is that okay? With okay. You? Sure. Okay. So position one for you is the present, the heart of the matter, and the basis of the reading. So position one is the present, the heart of the matter, and the basis of the reading. And I drew the nine of wands, which shows def- defensiveness, hmm. closed offness, hurt, um, agitation. There is an yeah. obstacle for you. Are you still you're still are you still hearing me type? Yeah. Oh, a little. But no, but it's okay. Okay. So there's an obstacle for you and I get I I type cuz it helps slow me down. I get mm-hmm. that you need to persevere. 
Mm-hmm. So there's going to be, there's a challenge. It's daunting, whatever it is. Um, this is, again, the present, the heart of the matter, and the basis of the reading. I don't know if it's something that you want to do, but there's some, some kind of challenge. And I get, I get you can do it. Just be persistent, persevere. Okay. This is the one last challenge for you. And it, it would be easier. I, I mean, I wish that I could show you the cards. Obviously, we're not on cam. Um, when I work with clients, I mean, I do both. Sometimes I, I have, like, I always take pictures of the cards either way if I can't cam with them. And I will send them, like, the iPhone, um, you know, Facebook. I do Facebook sessions, Skype sessions. I'm very flexible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I get for you. And I get that this challenge involves, let's see, position number two is the the challenge, the opposing and or reinforcing forcing factor for you. Note, this is both what you desire and or what equally presents a challenge. And I drew the three of wands, which deals with the future and vision and success and confidence. So mm. what that's telling me is that you want to have that and or it's a challenge yeah. for you. Yeah, I don't want to be so defensive. I want to just be successful and not that's interesting. Yeah, that, that kind of resonates. Yeah. So, yep. The first card is there's inferiority there, and that's okay. I hope. I hope. I hope this goes on the radio. I hope that. Are you gonna? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll put cool. it up. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So that's what I see there. So I see it as both a reinforcer and a challenge. For some people, it's just a reinforcer. For others, it's just a challenge. So position number three is the subconscious. What's beneath the surface, and your underlying feelings. And I get the Page of Wands, which is the start of something new, excitement, uh, refreshment, refreshing, possibility, yeah. you know, new projects. So this is what's beneath the surface is you, you want that, that excitement, that bubble, that, right. That's new interesting. Pro- so far, three wands, new three journey. wand cards. Yes, you do. Very Absolutely. interesting. Right. Wands represent ideas. And like, penises. <laughs> they do on the how do you say they that? do that yeah <laughs> that is so i always say that especially the ace of wands is like the big sex card <laughs> yeah it's it kind of yeah right and it represents for those of you who toke i don't toke but you know it represents the the chiba you know the the Jigonji. i didn't re- you know i never heard that that's really interesting i love that yes wait what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> position four is the recent past edward oh, and yeah. or a quality that needs to be let go of and i drew the two of pentacles which shows some on an emotional level insecurity but it also shows imbalance or juggling projects or juggling two or more things feeling mm. kind of spread too thin like yeah yeah so that's, that's an the- old habit yeah that's true yes that's what i'm getting for your recent past and or a quality that needs to be let go of oh i'd love to That'd so, be nice. Yes. I, I fantasize about like a life where I wake up and have a really simple breakfast and then like do yoga and meditate. But the reality is that I wake up, listen to a podcast, you know, hang out with Janie, right. drive her to school, come back, make a podcast, and then maybe ride my bike and then come back. And then at some point I'll be like, okay, got to do yoga. But yeah, it's true. I do. Oh. I mean, originally when I was getting, when I was starting with the practice, I was imagining a much simpler existence, you know, with just peace of mind. But yeah, I do tend to clutter things up. <laughs> hey, I, I'm hearing be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Position number four is the, I'm sorry, not four, five, is the conscience. Hold on a second. Uh, the conscience, what you are actively thinking about and focused on. And I drew the four of cups, meaning dissatisfied currently, bored, stagnant, feeling like you are understimulated, like, yeah, just like stunted. I mean, is that it's, it shows static energy. Like you could be doing more. You want more. It's seeing the glass half empty. Maybe. Half yeah, empty. I suppose. Right, I so mean, look, in the overall context with everything else, it kind of ties into the perseverance it, and the sense yeah. of wanting something uh-huh. new and, right. you know, kind of at the same time having something new because 
I mean, um, yeah. if you, if you start uh, listening to the podcast, the picture will gradually become clear, and then you'll be able to hear your reading as the cap at the end, and <laughs> and, right. and and see the overall picture. But yeah, where I came from, I was basically very spread way too thin. I get and, that you're uh, feeling stuck right now. I mean, it's just, uh, this card must is number five, and it's well, above card actually, number. You know, here's the issue: he's stuck with this co-host. That is just dreadful. <laughs> and he's really got a word to let it go. Like that's, you know, that's what I'm getting. Yes. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> as far as seeing the glass half empty, I am kind of constantly fixated on mortality and um, the, the oh, j- just kind of the void and how even the, my lasting memory will one day be forgotten and dried to dust. And that, that is kind of my main focus all the time. Uh, it's, I mean, sort of like in a Buddhist sense, but I don't know if it's seeing the glass as half empty or completely empty. Yeah, it's like, but you know, it's a feeling you know what stuff. I love? But, yeah. but I love, I love the, the, the construct of the three different Buddhas where you have, like, and there, there, there are many constructs of different three Buddhas, but one that I love is like, you've got wrathful Buddha, peaceful Buddha, um, and happy Buddha. And everyone wants to party with happy Buddha. Right. Um, and then they're like, cause it's sort of like, well, which Buddha do you want to be with? And, and, you know, everyone wants to party but then, like, when you're really in trouble, you know, Happy Buddha will just sit there and say, you know, you're cutting yourself right now, and you're perfect just the way you are. And it's Rafa Buddha who's <laughs> like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? I keep telling you to center yourself, but you don't do it because you're so stupid. And, like, that's the <laughs> one that you kind of want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. So position number six is the near future for you. And I drew the five of swords. Yikes. <laughs> um, note, this is the next... This is why to, I don't go in for tarot readings. Four to six weeks. Oh, man. Someone is going to backstab you. This is a it's negative... Me. It's energy. me, Edward. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a negative energy, a darker, a darker force. So somebody who you trust is yep. going to backstab you. This card is... It, the advice is watch your back. All right. That's um, right, Edward. Watch your back, energies. baby. I got my swords drawn. <laughs> okay position seven how you see yourself well here's the in- deal emily like i get paid like a lot of money to be on this podcast i'm the talent and you know you know like i you know i'm looking for other deals and you know edward's just got to deal with that i i don't honestly I, i'm new to this whole i am new to you guys i'm i've done i had two you guys i had two i don't know what you'd call it, two other interview things or whatever this is called two other radio in california uh-huh. um i had a, a female and then a guy and they two had i guess i i don't podcast out in cali and they found me on youtube and both called me and hey can i have you on our radio station so I don't know. I'm new to this, though. I don't really know much about it. I would like to be in radio somehow. So <laughs> well, we're really strange, and and I I hope you don't. I hope your experience is good here. We're just we kid no, around feels, a lot. We we know yeah, we've known each other for a while. So yeah, you feel very dynamic to me. You feel very fluid. I are you the one on the right in the picture here with the black jacket? Oh oh okay picture? yeah I guess so. I I didn't know I had a picture. Oh yeah yeah. Are you you're the one with the red hair and the short red hair? The yes. One- Yes. Yeah, you feel dynamic. You feel very people oriented to me. I would say on a, I, I study the Enneagram and the Myers Briggs. I'm a consultant, a Myers Briggs consultant, and you feel like an Enneagram type two to me, the helper. Um, Wait, which so what would you say? Oh, okay, so sorry, Edward, we're taking away your your <laughs> oh, reading no, okay. where you get the backstabbing going on. Which I I'm, I'm just sitting here, you know, paranoid. Okay, so what, what would you guess that I am? What would you for Myers Briggs? What would you guess that I am? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I mean, well, I no, no, we could go, we could actually go through what one by one. So in, okay. introvert or extrovert. Okay. Are you an extrovert? Oh no. Very much. Okay, introvert. Hold on. Wait, are you the one with a black jacket? Yeah. Okay. I don't, again, I, your picture so, it's literally teeny. I, don't... I think right now he's an extrovert. Okay. Well, that's you have, what... like, I have to like morph to, uh-huh. to do that. But like where, where I get my energy it's really kind of like being on my own and reading books uh-huh. and just not talking. Okay, are you to are you an INFP? I'm an ISTJ actually. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, but I, like um... it's that's hard to like. I don't know how psychically you would you would kind of see that because there are things that that like you do when you're in this particular kind of forum uh-huh. where you have to be. You know, you have to be extroverted. You have to be right. intuitive. I can see the be... t- the thinking side to you. I I could hear it. It's the energy. I can sense it. 
I can sense it off your tongue. Like, I guess the tea. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's hard. Like when you're in this particular scenario, you kind of have to morph a little bit, but like my comfort level, like, and and Myers-Briggs ultimately kind of is about more that comfort level. Uh Like that. I, I live in ISTJ. I love that space. Um, But this is fun too. And it's fun to kind of like get out of like your comfort zone and do something like this. I was when I would take the test at work, I was an introvert, uh-huh. and when I would take the test at home, I was an extrovert. Yeah, you know, oh, I would just answer differently. Okay, the EI tends the the introvert extrovert thing tends to be more fluid than like a like TJ. I've always tested TJ. S and N, like it's it's been different. Like to your point, like when I do... now some of our listeners might not be all that familiar. Oh, sorry. Uh, what do all <laughs> them? Yes. Oh no, no, it's okay. What is uh, what does all this stand for? Introvert, extrovert. That's I and E, right? Yeah. So you've got um, intuitive and sensory, and sensory is more like do Taste, you like yeah. like data and science versus are you intuitive and feeling kind of thing. Okay. And what, what do you think? Well, you're you're Absolutely. the expert. Why don't you tell take us home? Well, I mean, it's nice listening to you too. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Sensors are touch, taste, see, feel. You know, you ask a sensor what time is it, and they tell you it's three seventeen. Whereas an intuitive, they're more abstract and conceptual. So an intuitive would be like, oh, it's a little after three. Like, I mean, generally, yeah. It's just, yeah. Hmm. Um, I, it, intuitives are into astrology and and things you can't see, soulmates and twin flames and what else. Um, whereas. I would say sensors are more into like the news. I, I mean, I'm just trying to think news. What else? Uh, fashion, yeah. maybe. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. And then you've got concert. thinking versus feeling. Wait, wait, wait. Um, T- yeah, thinking versus feeling. And we all and think and feel. I mean, all of each of us have thinking, I and mean, we right. all think and feel. It's which one's dominant. So, are, do right, you use exactly. logic? Yeah. And I think it, it's it. So part of it comes down to like, how do you make decisions? Like do you use your feelings or do you use like data and facts? So like some of it isn't like, well, if you're, you're T, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you have no feelings and you're heartless. Exactly. um, Vice versa. Yeah. There was one example I read that if you're on a boat, like say you're in the, you're in the military or something and you're on a boat and then you have to sacrifice a guy, right? (laughs) Let's say for whatever reason, the boat's sinking. I don't know. You have to sacrifice a guy. A thinker would, you know, like a feeler would be like, okay, wait, oh my God, I love Johnny so much. Oh my God. You know, like a Keith. Oh, I don't know if I could, you know, the the feeler would be terrible. The the boat would sink. I mean, it just wouldn't, you know, whereas a thinker right, right away, they know they can size people up. They know exactly which man to sacrifice for whatever. That's the same test for a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, based on this, (laughs) so we're talking about like different aura eggs before I'm like the black guy with the red lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, yeah, that's cool, though. Very neat. We're yep. scaring Emily. Emily's going to be like, I'm never coming back here. We're done. <laughs> so, okay, what happens after my uh, after the person I trust uh, betrays me and, uh, and I have some strife? Card number seven is how you see yourself in the situation. I actually drew the devil. It's a major Arcania card, and it means struggle. Mm. It means oppression. It's Again, you're surrounded. There's some kind of darker, either you've got some kind of, I don't know, I, I mean, don't say this, but either there's some kind of addiction or there's some there's negativity around you, either negative thinking, either you're negative thinking, there's somebody around you negative thinking, or and or addictions. But it's it's toxic. It's 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 heavy. Huh? Yeah. All right. With how it's you see yourself, so you're struggling with something. That's all I can say. And that's it's my face on that dude with the, on the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so anyway, the MBTI, I love it. So you're an ISTJ, very nice. I think that's the architect. I mean, there's different nicknames um, for or the scientist, the ISTJ. Yeah. I mean, there's all, yeah, all different nicknames for that. Can you guys guess my type? Okay, I'm going to say I-N-F-P. Not at all. Oh, my really? gosh. No, I'm an, ex- really? I'm an extrovert. Okay. First of all, yeah, I'm an extrovert, and then I am a strong intuitive, so that's right. I'm, like, okay. really strong. And, um, and some, sometimes, I mean, I think I'm a moderate extrovert. I used to test, in, I like, uh, introvert or extrovert, but I'm always, I've yeah. been extrovert for, like, five years. Um, so, okay. yeah, and then I'm a T, but it's a moderate T. Okay. And then J, a strong J, <laughs> actually. 
people, I think it's because of the open-minded, they always think P, like the spiritual focus. They're like, Emily, are you P? I'm like, no, I'm a strong J. Yeah, but you know where I was getting the P from? I was getting the P because P, like perceivers are, so it's either perceivers or judgers. And perceivers tend to like think about options and alternatives. And I think that I would just think that like being a reader and thinking about, okay, which modality am I going to use or like whatever. Oh God, that would like, drive me nuts. I know what you mean by the P, the P's. The yeah. P readers, they're totally different. Like I'm very structured in my readings and I'm fast. Okay. I am notoriously like Oranum knows me. For, I'm extremely, I'm not, I'm direct like an ENTJ and I'm extremely fast and efficient. So very structured. Um, so they come into my room, they pay by the minute. I mean, again, there's two different ways. They could pay on my website. Like I, I you know, I, I have my emilyacox.com or there's mm-hmm. Oranum, which is by the minute and I work on there. So, but uh, I'm very fast. They pay by the minute and they like it because I'm fast. I don't just chat. I don't like sometimes the P's will go in circles or start telling yeah. stories and yeah, <laughs> the P types. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And I don't know. The whole thing is interesting. I grew up with all feelers. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in the bio, you know, the nature versus nurture thing on all aspects. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I grew up with a bunch of sensors, actually. My adoptive family, I'm strong intuitive. They're strong sensor like yourself. So, yeah. Okay, I, I was... I, I've got some bad news for you. Hmm. <laughs> what? So, we're off topic because she's drawn the nine of swords, the ten of swords, and tower next. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know. Okay. Go back on topic. All right. Ask me questions, guys. I don't know. <laughs> What's the eighth card? I put away the cards. I mean, I didn't put away. I put. I pulled your cards out. I pulled them. I put them back. I'm gonna leave it at that for now. <laughs> oh, so so he's right. What? <laughs> that the eighth, ninth, and tenth cards were the She's nine. Like, no, we're not going to do this of swords, anymore. Nine of swords on the tower. <laughs> like, stop! No, here. We're not going to no. see the tenth card. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so no final outcome. No. I, yeah, I, I pulled the cards. We got start. We started talking about the Myers Briggs. I just pulled them. Yeah, I was just like, eh. Yeah, I have to. I have to be in the zone. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I pulled you out of the zone. Yeah, we were talking about the Myers. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. Okay, so this is a lesson for you. If you're ever like working with Emily, don't bring a friend along, particularly a chatty friend. <laughs> no, do, do bring. Bra- oh my god, do bring. Bra- oh my god, the more the better. I'm an extrovert. I love people. Omg, I'm going to a party tonight. Eleven artists. I'm so excited. And I'm gonna do readings at the party. Woo! Oh, <laughs> fun! Nice. Yes, yes. So, and I also want to give you guys a sample of another way I do readings. Like, for example, this one for Joe. I, you've already done enough damage to me. <laughs> You're right? like, I, 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 I philosophically down, differ with the method of uh, fortune telling that you use, but uh, but that's that's okay. It's okay, okay. So hold, we got the word out. So wait, which which one of you guys are the one? Who's the one that's in this picture meditating? Is that Joe or Ed? That's Ed. Okay, so Ed is Ed is the meditator, and then Joe. Joe, say something. Something. So you're Joe. You're the one in the black suit, correct? Yeah. You're yeah. the okay. I pick up on your energy very strongly. Um, yeah, you just seem very dynamic and pe- very people. You've got a good people, at least facade people orientation um, that I pick up with you. Are you Are you the New York one? I am the New Yorker. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I get the death card for you, and it's not like what you think. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, th- this shows it's... a major change on a transition. Oft- it's often good. vocational, like career. But uh, yeah, it's good. It, it feels it feels good to me. Yeah. No. It, it it makes sense with with you know I'm with the path that I'm on, and you know I think that more than anything else, like. I um I really look out for my team. I'm kind of like Mama Bear that way, where I really yeah. look out for my team. And um, I've been really working hard to get them a lot more recognition for the awesome work that they do. So a lot of it's like really about that and about like really putting them on the stage and being like the really bitchy stage mom. <laughs> yeah. When you say but, team, like, do you it's, mean it's, this like, ra- really the radio them. team? What's that? Do you mean this radio team or... No, 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 no. I, I, my, what I get actually paid for is a totally different thing. Um, what do you? But so, 
so I, I, I'm a statistician, like go figure. Um, but that's where you get the STJ. Like I, I work with numbers all day long. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. That's what you're good at. I was going to say IST. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's, it's really just like getting them out in the open and like really helping them, um, advance in what they do. And, and, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I do see that kind of helping to evolve things. That makes sense. Very, very cool. If you're ever in Burlington, Vermont, we should definitely meet. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I imagine it's very Twin Peaks up there. It's full. This town is full of writers, artists, musicians, chiropractors, healers. Oh, my God. So, I mean, Lovely. it's nice. Yeah, it's very, very eclectic, <laughs> eclectic in this town. This is where I went to college. I went to. I also went to Goddard for my master's degree. Uh, Goddard, <laughs> Plainfield, Vermont. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Do you guys have any any que- any more questions for me or? For- well, yeah. It looks like we're at about a. We've got a pretty good sized. Uh chunk of audio to use. Yeah, let's use it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said there's like a um, thousand viewers to this. Is this live? Oh, we don't millions. know. There's no way. No, no, millions no. And We're millions. gonna be uh... no <laughs> it's pro- it's it, you know it's I'm gonna be editing it down later for the pauses and yeah, you know yeah. things like that and making it more tight and then I'll I'll put it up there probably in a few hours. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, can you email me a copy of it? Yeah it's I'll send you a link. Okay. Like I said, I don't know very much about all of this. It's really cool. I mean, (laughs) I'm new new to all this. Emily, it was so nice meeting you. And, like, I wish you all the luck in the world on all of your books. I mean, oh, my gosh, five books. That's incredible. Um, Yeah. And, you know, best of luck on on your your readings and have fun tonight. That's going to be fun, like, with the party. Guys, yeah, I, absolutely. I love life. I do. My mission and purpose is I just want to give. I just want to... I mean, honestly, like just live my passion and just, you know, make a lot of money so I can create opportunity, educational and financial opportunity for everybody. I really love people. So um, if I can get connected or linked up, like I would love to go on, I would love to do um, psychic parties, like on a crew, on a cruise or, you know, go to like I, even employers, just go to businesses and, and have a staff party. You know, I like to dress up. I, I also I love wearing wigs. <laughs> I mean, I just I like to have a good time. I nice, absolutely. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. You're happy awesome. birthday. Thank you. God bless you guys. Bless. Thank bless. you. Bye. <laughs> good night. See ya. Good night. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was interesting. How did you um? How did you come about her? She sent me a, a a message on Facebook yesterday at random. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Um, thinking about how this fits in with with your overall thing. I mean, it was it's definitely a very different um kind of thing. So yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's and by it's the way, more... can I just say? Watch your yeah. back. I'm the five of swords of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her story. I thought her story was really interesting. Lovely person. And um, this is a really good, you know, test for us. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like some yeah. things went really well. Um, I feel like in the playback, my verbalized, like trying to get in was not good. And I need to work on that. And I think that that's probably, well, you were, I think you picked up when, when I didn't know what to say next. And then you you'd you know take the take it and and take it a different way so that's good yeah yeah so that that part went that part went well and i kind of felt that out and was help i think it was helpful there where i but i felt like there were parts where it was actually really good for me to hear because i probably do it in in real life when i'm trying to like come in with something and it's just not my time and i really need to take a back seat so I do that too. Yeah. And yeah, podcasting does help with that because you, you hear yourself and go, wow, really? Like I, yeah. I didn't realize until my first, I recorded the first episode for the Edward Reeb podcast. And then when I, I heard it again, I heard how I say certain and I'd put a T at the end of certain every time I say it. And I'm like, oh my God. So I, I stopped doing that. I've trained myself to say certain Yeah, but, it, but, but this was fun, like kind of working together on this and um, yeah. Uh, I'd love to, to, to keep, 
you know, working at it if, if you, as long as you you feel like this is is decent and it's a decent approach. And um, I think it's great. Okay, you know, cool. Janie says she likes the sound of our voices together. That you know, we have different qualities in our voices, and it's good to kind of go back and forth, right? And I agree. I get I get tired of hearing my own voice all the time. So, well, I'm your Robin Quivers. <laughs> <laughs> when you first said Robin, I was thinking Batman without the without the boobies. Uh, and tomorrow we've got Scarlet Magnolia. I know, I'm so excited. And so yeah. this actually was a really good kind of trial run before we yeah. get into that because that's going to be, there's so much to talk about. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's yeah, she's this... not going to need a lot of coaching anyway. Like she could just talk herself the whole time. Right. Well, anyhow, thank you for co-hosting today. Oh, and thank I look you. forward so to fun. tomorrow. Yeah, me too. So okay. that's going to be 6 p.m. my time. 9 um, o'clock. 9 o'clock your time. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Okay, take care. All right, have a good night. You too, bye. Thank you, Emily, for being our guest tonight. Thank you, Joe, for being my co-host. Thank you to the monks on Mount Koyasan for the music. To Brian Dahl with the album Golden Dawn LVX. Thank you to Doctor Who. And thank you to this wonderful wind that's been rattling the window throughout this entire episode. Oh, and just so you guys know, we've had to reschedule the interview with Scarlett for Thursday, so that episode will likely be coming out Thursday night or Friday morning. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night.